This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. 877-881-1053. Chiefs win. Eagles lose. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl, and what was your number one takeaway from the game? Or, Corey, that disgusting, terrible town. You know how bad it is? They they greased up their poles. They greased them all up, and now they're all greasy and dirty because those fans would just climb up and try to flip. They flipped a car over before the game even started. Last time they punched a horse. Yeah, they punched a horse and then ate his doo-doo. Like, what's up with that? You didn't see that? They've eaten cow chips before, man. Yeah, so I I am so that's my best takeaway, Kevin, is that they didn't get a Super Bowl victory, and now I don't have to look at Nick Sirianni running around during a parade going the whole time. What if we just didn't talk about the Super Bowl the whole show? Do you think we'd get in trouble? Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. With who? Gavin Spittle. (laughs) Um my biggest takeaway is Patrick Mahomes now enters the conversation. Ooh, he's just now entered? I think that getting the second Super Bowl now puts him in. The way that I talk to my son about, because he's in love with, obviously, Luka, and I say, look, to be a top 10 player in the history of the NBA, you have to win two championships minimum and really three. If you don't win three, it's really tough to get into the conversation. I think as a NFL quarterback, like it or not, because I think Dan Marino was an unbelievably great quarterback, but because he didn't win, he really gets left out of conversations of top five Sometimes even conversations of top 10. And so I do think now Patrick Mahomes enters the conversation of he's top five. Now, where do you want to put him? Because I think that now puts him and he did it kind of on a bad leg too. For for a while when I was watching that game, because there was definitely a good bit of ebbs and flows in that game is I wondered if he was going to end up in, like, John Elway territory. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know John Elway closed out his career with the back-to-back Super Bowls, but before that, he was known as the guy who made it to a bunch of Super Bowls and lost. So, at least Mahomes already had his one. But I was curious if he was going to be a guy who would, like, because Elway had won an MVP when they were still, when they were, like, getting to the Super Bowl and not winning. I was wondering if Patrick Mahomes would go down as, like, or not go down, but if he would be slotted for now as that John Elway of like, man, he is awesome, awesome, awesome. They come up short a lot, though. And I know that he already has one. Yeah. And I know it's a different sport. But, you know, recently when we got to the World Series, what was part of the talk about one of the greatest pitchers of all time? Justin Verlander. Yeah. Hey, how come he doesn't perform well in the in the World Series? Yeah. And it's like, man, he has good playoffs, and then you get to the World Series, and he really struggles. And I think that... We would have possibly, if let's just say Patrick Mahomes, part of it wasn't his fault because they didn't have the ball much in the first half. But if at the end of the game he throws for 200 yards and they lose the game, let's just say 34 to 24, 
I think that all of a sudden there's this conversation of, hey, how come his stats aren't that great in the Super Bowl? Yeah. How come even when he won the Super Bowl, he really struggled for three quarters? To your point, I think that you start going, yeah, he's great, but how come Joe Montana always played his best in the Super Bowl? How come, Pat, uh, how come I know you don't like it, but how come Tom Brady sure. uh, at times played his 28 to three and, and sure. all these things that start defining you? And now the definition of him winning a second Super Bowl, having a great overall game, and then the bad ankle situation where yeah. it looked like at halftime we were going to be dealing with a limping quarterback. I just think that Patrick Mahomes cemented himself as a top five quarterback in NFL history, and now there's still another Ooh, 10 years to see where he goes from there. And I think this keeps his trajectory alive for – being the best of all time. I really do. Like, I, I know people will say Brady has seven. I kind of want to get into that in further detail tomorrow because in some sports it matters if you have the most titles. In other sports, it quite simply does not matter if you have the most titles. So I think Patrick Mahomes now at 27, already having two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, and two Super Bowl titles is pretty darn astonishing it's like like bob ori how many titles does he have like 50 and nobody cares about that right oh so, yeah big shot bob oh bob uh bob Seven? doing his i want to say i don't know yeah something like that uh <laughs> i i think you know one of the things i really took from this this was uh, an interview before the game mahomes was saying maybe it was aaron Andrew, andrew said this what was the biggest takeaway from the last two super bowls he said that I don't have to be Superman. I don't have to be the only one on the field yeah. trying to do things. And so I watched that game with that mindset of, is he trying to go outside of himself? And there were a couple of moments in the game where he did that, the the Mahomes thing where he's laying flat, looking forward and trying to throw one from the elbow. And you're like, whoa, you know, like if those things happen, it looks amazing. But for the most part, it looked like I trust every one of these guys to be open and I'm going to put the ball in their hands. And for the most part, Kevin, they were wide open. Like, look at, go look at, it's the same play for K. Darius Tony that Sky Moore had on the other side. Exact same route. And Tony, I don't know if you watch him on the sideline. I'm convinced that in that moment, after his punt return, he's going, oh, that was my touchdown. If I hadn't run so far and gotten worn out, I would have had another touchdown because Sky Moore was in for me on this play. Man, as long as we're talking about <laughs> the greatest of all time, when you mentioned the routes and stuff, I thought that a couple of different times against Travis Kelsey. I was like, look, I know Travis Kelsey is awesome, but you didn't like work this entire week <laughs> to figure out yeah. ways to like double or make sure he doesn't, because there were multiple throws where, my gosh, he had like a, what, eight-yard radius around him when there was just but nobody? Obviously, what do you do if you're in man coverage and they throw? I mean, I, I know it, you got to switch, but the first touchdown, right? I thought Greg Olson did a great job of explaining, here's how he goes into motion, and he gets the guy covering him they wanted. Yep. They had to put him on the outside, bring him in motion, where then the safety's covering him. And I thought, it's going to be the most copied play in 2023 yeah. is – the run a thousand miles an hour, put your foot in the ground and go the other way. Yeah. I think we're going to see that a lot next year because it's because if take... you don't travel, you're right. going to get burned. And so now defense is now if you're in zone coverage, it doesn't hurt you, right? Because you're not having to carry that guy as fast. But if you're in man coverage and you put your foot in the ground and then just go the other way, I don't know what the defender can do. Uh, and I'm sure defenses will figure it out eventually, but that's going to be a play that we're going to see in high school and college and pros copied a lot. I didn't expect Mahomes to run as much as he did, honestly. I, I know the dude does, but he ran for 44 yards. He had the second longest run 
only to Jalen Hurts, by the way. So both wow. quarterbacks had the longest runs in the game. Wow. But he like there it was were, his lo- that one particular run was his longest run of the season. Yeah, and, and there were there were just moments where I was like, man, I didn't think he was going to take off, let alone keep going. You know, where he's he's just like, no, I'm going to get an extra six seven yards here. I would that was impressive that he was like, I'm just putting it all on the line, now. especially with the ankle. Yeah, Did you yes. think? Okay, so like I but know he Can- knew that they could. He couldn't just be a pocket quarterback with his team the way they play. And I know Kansas City won, but when he came up hobbled on that play, was there any thoughts that this game might be done? Because the Eagles, nope. even when the score was close, they were. It looked like they were in control of the game. I thought it was done. You did? Yeah, I was like, let's just get this. I can't believe this is happening for the Eagles again. They they ruined Brock Purdy. Obviously, and then we get to watch high school football versus pro football for no three passing. quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Uh, and then I was like, "Son of a gun!" Like, I'll give Patrick Mahomes a chance, but if he's back to I can't move and I can't really push off of my back foot to throw the ball, it becomes a really crappy football game. And luckily, you saw in the third quarter that he was still going to be able to perform at a high level, which. They, I think going down 24-14 and then getting the ball and having a, about a six-minute drive for a touchdown, I just thought was so huge that that defense that I know you have a halftime and it's a 30-minute halftime for the Super Bowl, but I just thought, man, that defense had to play most of the first half. And part of it was because there's a little bit of a drive and then they get a fumble for a touchdown. Yeah. But after they score a touchdown, they have to go right back on the field. The offense doesn't get to go on the field. And then they go on another long drive. And I'm like, they're worn the F out right now. And I thought scoring that touchdown at 24-14 and taking six minutes off the clock to do it really helped out Kansas City. Corey, did you see the one stat when they came back from halftime and said the Chiefs had run nine plays in the last 90 minutes? Yeah, that was wild. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think the the one thing they were able to do in that 29-minute break was say, all right, what adjustments do we need to add to this? I think uh, that was the moment where Did Patrick, nobody watch Rihanna? Patrick Mahomes. No, they went. They okay. were busy. Okay, I'm just asking. I, I was think just asking. I don't know if you found a story where somebody was out there, but I think that there was. You know, uh, there's the moment in uh, in in for love of the game. It's one of my favorite moments where he's he's it's like God. I don't come to you very much. Uh, I, I think it's kind of dumb uh, to talk to you about sports, but if you can make this pain go away for the next ten minutes. I'd really appreciate it. And I think Mahomes had that moment. And then they put all the tape that they could on it, and they injected it with whatever. And I, that, I never had a doubt that they that he was going to be out there and doing some special things again. As a side Kevin Costner note, yes. are you sad about the potential of Yellowstone ending, or do you like the idea of the show continuing with Matthew McConaughey, as has been rumored? Is that what's going to happen? Or what, is, what? Yeah, Kevin Costner doesn't want to shoot. Yeah. The, the show a lot anymore. He's smart because and, it's done. And Yellowstone's like, well, that doesn't work for us. So either they'll end that version of the show since they have a couple of different like offshoots, or they'll continue with Matthew McConaughey, or or, or. they'll start a new version of the show again with so he's Matthew gonna McConaughey sell the and maybe some of the main characters what, come along. So there's a lot of different options up there. That's what I want to see. I want to see him sell his land. Get off my land. I want to see him sell it. To like uh, to his cousin or something that nobody knew about. And okay, so Matthew McConaughey over, yeah. just shows up as yeah. his cousin. It's like Tim McGraw's son. I don't know how this where I haven't seen all the other shows, so I don't know how they're all connected. But it's like one of the Sam Elliott's great great grandson or something like that. I'm okay. totally in on that. All right, interesting. So I was just curious <laughs> your thoughts uh, about that. Now, a lot of talk about the penalty, the James Bradbury penalty, who 
James Bradbury himself said, it was holding, I tugged his jersey, I was hoping they would let it slide. And I know people have focused in on that, but you can combo that with the Dallas Goddard catch, with the, the no catch. for a touchdown? Yeah, the no catch that would have been a second fumble for Frisco ISD zone. And so I thought there was a lot of different things, and I did not think that that penalty alone like made the game stilted or unfair or anything like that, as opposed to the AFC Championship game, where I know a lot of people were like, what the hell am I even watching right now? Just end the game and put the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, again, if Jalen Hurts doesn't fumble and Nick Bolton picks that up for a touchdown, sure. then that score looks different, right? Uh, if they don't let Kadarius Toney... Uh, get to the five-yard line if they yep. don't have a terrible punt that puts them in position for that. So there are. Lo- I think Nick Sirianni, unfortunately, gave a really good answer to that question, and that is the same answer that our one Roger Staubach gives. Yeah. It is, hey, look, Roger man, Smith, we have yeah. lots of great opportunities to, to really go out and win that thing. Also add this, Kevin. What was my final score prediction? It was thirty-seven, thirty-four. Off I, of Wikipedia. Yeah, because of Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, and I did. You did say, "Well, but who's winning?" I was like, "The Chiefs." I think the Chiefs are going to win at thirty-seven, thirty-four. I was, one, I was two points off total. So, I, based on Wikipedia, now we know we're just in that window. Hold on, in that window. So Wikipedia said the Eagles are going to win. If the Eagles would have kicked a field goal instead and won the game. Would that be all? I know it would still be one off, one point off, but would that be all they would dominate? Conspiracy yes. theory be like, all right, I know they were one point <laughs> off, but check it out. Jalen Hurts did with the MVP. It was a three-point game. They both did score the like about the, the script, s- man. Man. The script is the script. Okay, I did not even think about that, but I, you might be onto something. And, you know, this – Again, Mike's right. As a Cowboys fan, if that had happened to the Cowboys, I'd be like, I'd be. That's all I would be talking sure. about today. So I understand why those whiny baby uh, Philadelphia Eagle fans are crying about. It. I totally get that. Right. Uh, but that is, you had other opportunities, and you have to go look at those things and say, man, how did they score thirty-eight? I guess they knew we're going to have to score thirty-eight to forty points to compete with the Chiefs. But yeah. you couldn't stop them. Yeah. Like you couldn't, you couldn't hold that team to, to less with all that talent you have. You have the best defense, right? You didn't get a sack on this dude. That was. I, I thought the Chiefs' offensive line did a tremendous job. I think there's a great discussion during the television broadcast where Patrick Mahomes said, "I know sometimes it's difficult to play offensive line for me because he said I hold the ball." And then they talked about how the offensive line has to know specific scramble patterns yeah. of Patrick Mahomes. I thought that was a great example because no one disputes that Patrick Mahomes is amazing, but I like that they were saying, "Also, it's probably a pain to be one of his offensive linemen sometimes." I thought that was a great point. Is Travis Kelsey going to be unstoppable for greatest? tight end of all time because you know now he has the second most playoff touchdowns ever behind Jerry Rice receiving touchdowns behind only Jerry Rice so most playoffs like yeah, just everything okay, most wow. for a tight end and second most in playoff history it's pretty incredible it is but and I I think it's a great talking point but does anybody care it seems like in the history of us he's a tight end yeah it's like we don't really care about tight ends we're going to get close to hear Jason Witten going into the yeah. Hall of Fame and I know for us yes we'll care cuz we're cowboy fans but 
I feel like tight ends, yes, we appreciate them when they're playing, but we don't really appreciate yeah. them when their career ends. We just throw away tight ends. Like, who cares? It's like a blocker receiver dude. And, and like, like, nationally, when the class comes out, it's not going to be like Jason Witten leads right. Hall of Fame class or anything. Obviously, quarterback's number one by far. And then we get to, I think, in today's game, we get to wide receivers really exciting us. And then I still think the running back in a weird way is more – they're not more important in today's game, but we value them yeah. more. We we like yeah. the, the premium running back. We like Derrick Henry more than Travis Kelsey, even though I do think Travis Kelsey has a bigger impact on the game, and Derrick sure. Henry has a big impact on the game. It's just tight ends end up being kind of afterthoughts in the history of football. He's 5,000 more yards catch up to Tony G in the, the world of things. I, I mean, and that – Feels fair. 111 and- touchdowns to 69. Nice. Um, so <laughs> he's got he's got some work to do still, but I agree. Like he's been on the big stage a, a number of times now, and he's put out electric performances. And did you see what his brother said to him after the Super Bowl? That if that field hadn't been so slippery, we would have beat y'all. No, like it was much more succinct. He said, Jason Kelsey said, F you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, what you would expect from your brother. Yeah, I think that is actually <laughs> probably about right. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, does this win cement Andy Reid's status as one of the greatest coaches ever? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Got some Maverick stuff coming up in about 20 minutes, so it's not going to be all Super Bowl all day long. Yeah, baby! But. By the way, Kevin, I have a friend that works at NORAD, or used to work at NORAD, so I got oh my gosh. new information. What? Coming up in the C block today. About o'clock. like a potential nuclear strike? Don't worry about it right How now. How could I not worry about you that? have plenty of time. Balloon talk. But go ahead and make sure things are in order. Because <laughs> I have a balloon joke I want to make, but I think it's going to end up being more trouble than it's worth. Well, I mean, test it out on Mike during a break. Okay. And then we'll see. Because if Mike goes, during a oh, break, no, I wouldn't during do a that. Break. I never saw the Mets commercial. Did that ever happen? I, I don't think either. I saw it either. Yeah, did they just lie to us? 
I don't. Hey, we, got a, we got a Super Bowl commercial, and then we all clicked on it. I've seen it on, you know, YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, oh. maybe it was like before the national anthem and coin toss and stuff. And yeah. and you, we just weren't. I'm on uh, Twitch. Did anybody on Twitch see this Mets commercial? Now, what's the topic? Kevin? All right. Where does Andy Reid sit among the greatest coaches ever? Because for the longest time, you know what? This actually might have been the more appropriate comparison to John Elway because we pointed out that Mahomes did already have a Super Bowl, but Andy Reid was the John Elway where he was like, no, I mean, he's definitely a good coach, but he can never win. And so the five NFC championship games, the one Super Bowl with Philly and no Super Bowl titles. But now because of the last four years, because of Patrick Mahomes and company, because I want, you know, he was doing well with Kansas City, but this obviously took it to a whole nother level. He's the second coach ever to win two Super Bowls. Or excuse me, let's try that again. Wow. He's the he no 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 <laughs> let's try that again. Coach ever. Wow. wow. I mean he takes all of them away from Belichick. He's huh? the, still be he's going a right Steve now. Walsh guy. What even meant, like Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> what I meant was he's the 14th coach to win at least two Super Bowls okay. is what I was going for. He's second for most playoff wins just ahead of Tom Landry and behind only Bill Belichick. And he's the only NFL coach to ever win 10 playoff games with two different teams. Do you think now, because of the last four to five years, Andy Reid has taken that jump into, like, all-time greatness? As opposed to, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I do think, obviously, Bill Belichick in this era will always be the best. I don't think he can... I mean, I won't say he can't. If he wins the next three Super Bowls, like he goes on a three-peat or four-peat, obviously, Belichick had, you know... A great run with New England, and it seems like it's over. I don't think they're yeah. going to – with Mac Jones, it's definitely been different. Bailey's happy. Is I'm just thinking to myself, gosh, I think in my mind Vince Lombardi is considered better. Uh, yeah. I, I do think like Tom Landry, and, and maybe that's just my bias, but I think he enters a category now of – when you talk about some of the greatest coaches in the history of the game, I think he's in that category. And, Corey, I do think this puts him in this era – it's Bill Belichick, number one, Andy Reid, number two, and everybody else isn't close to those two guys. Yeah, I was kind of looking at Lombardi's. I agree with you there. Belichick, just because of what he did with Brady, what's amazing is how Andy Reid's done it, you know, consistently over time with multiple different quarterbacks. Yeah, McNabb, Smith, Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, he turned uh, Kolb into a, a, a four-year contract guy for, right. for the Arizona. So, you know, I'm looking at the, the records here because – Lombardi was two-time Super Bowl champion, five-time NFL champion, and right? The, yeah. The thing that's crazy about that is I believe he coached for 10 years okay. as a head coach. And in 10 years, he won five championships. Yeah. And he, he that's crazy. was 105 and 35 and 6 was his, his overall record. And I believe Andy Reid is at 269, 154, and 1 it is okay. kind of in that range of overall. And when it comes to postseason, Lombardi was nine and one. And wow. when it comes to postseason for Andy Reid, it's twenty-two and sixteen. So I mean, he's lost more uh, for sure, sure, but he's also won a lot of postseason football games. So yeah, man, I I agree with Mike. In this era, it's those two coaches, and there's nobody that's even close to him because it's tough from era to era, right? Because the most playoff games Lombardi would ever play in a season was maybe two. Frequently, they might only play the one where, like, right. even if you get the bye, that's never going to be and your path. Does Lombardi 
help me out here. Does he have three NFL championships yes, before five. the Super Bowl? Five. Yeah, he has three before the Super Bowl and right. then two Super Bowl titles. So five titles, yes. correct? Yes. I just wanted to make sure of that. Yeah. You're saying that he has seven titles, No, Corey? no, because remember in the first two years of the Super Bowl, it was the NFL champion right. against and the then, AFL champion. Yeah. So, so he has five total yeah, championships. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So those last two NFL championships don't re- aren't really championships until you win the Super Corey's Bowl. Corey's looking at us like we're crazy. Yeah, I don't get it, but whatever. That's fine. That works for me. Well, you can't win two championships in one year, kind of. Well, that says you. Bill Walsh. Where, oh. do, you, where do you put Bill Walsh in that? Rangers they- win a championship in 2010? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have? Ooh, him can as- I? Uh, yeah, can I accept that? Yes, yes. two-time champion Texas <laughs> Rangers. Yes, I do accept that. See, Bill I- Walsh is like the the god to all those former scouts and everything. It is. It is an abject travesty in the sports world that he was named Coach of the Year. I think once. And yeah. but, but like his coaching tree is what leads to it because they won the three Super Bowls. And honestly, I know people talk crap about Barry Switzer's Super Bowl. George Seifert just got to jump in there and be like, hey, this is cool. I'm going to be in my office. Yeah. Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> and so like Bill Walsh easily could have had four championships, but he still had three. His coaching tree is just friggin legendary and so i think he's in the mix as well but like y'all brought up it's tough to say like i'm gonna compare these coaches from the 70s and 80s versus the you know aughts and the whatever the hell we call these last two decades i will tell you this i thought andy reed coaching wise there was a play late in the game and i think it's right before uh the last punt that philadelphia has and dunlap number eight is chasing Uh, Jalen Hurts out to the left sideline and it looks like Jalen Hurts is probably not going to find a guy open and Dunlap has this split second where he can push him really hard to make sure he doesn't get off a good pass as he's releasing the ball and Dunlap holds up he decides I'm not going to touch him because it's a 50-50 deal if I touch him it could be a 15-yard penalty now nothing against the Cowboys here I know I'm kind of taking a shot here I'm not but the Cowboys there's a good chance that the Cowboys push Jalen Hurts there now Maybe it's still not a penalty. Maybe the ref's like, look, it's too close. I'm not throwing that flag right there. But if Jalen Hurts pops his head back and acts like he's hurt or something, then all of a sudden, instead of fourth and 14, it's first and 10, 15-yard penalty. I thought the plays where you run hard in motion and then you stop, he he obviously had a good feeling that that was going to work uh, in the weeks of practice. And he held that play, unless I'm wrong. I don't watch every Chiefs play, but... It was like, I'm going to hold some plays, or, or I think this is going to work against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think when you watch Andy Reid just yesterday, you go, wow, I don't know how much credit you want to give, but we surely want to blame Mike McCarthy if yeah. there's late hits or if there's offsides or if there's these things. And yesterday you saw a very disciplined Andy Reid team, especially down the stretch. The You know, those you're, with the plays you're talking about, the Kadarius Tony touchdown and the Sky Moore touchdown, same play on the opposite side of the field. And, Mike, that's like you throwing – that's like DeGrom throwing his fastball to set up his sinker or his slider or whatever. His slider is the one that he really gets. But, you know, you're they set up during that game, oh, well, this is going to happen at some point. And then, like Mike's saying, that play was designed for, oh, this guy's going to follow, and now he's stuck. You know, yeah. and this guy's going to be wide yeah. open. We're getting – this is our touchdown play. And it was, it was brilliantly designed. It was well called. He's done that his entire career. There have been other things that are like clock management issues and stuff like that that Andy Reid is. But even last year, 
they they screwed themselves against the Bengals late in that yeah. game, trying to be cute. And so, that and, was a huge knock on him for the longest time. Maybe it still is. And that's what I was nervous late in the game. Yeah, I was nervous they were going to screw up and do that again in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Mike's right. Like, look at uh, was it a uh, McKinnon that slide that he made? Yeah, so I, smart. I, that was such a and that was that means he the, the whole team understands what their job is. Yes. Did Thank did you. that feel that slide? felt professional wrestling to me it felt like when they wait to kick out until the last second because i was like oh my god is he not going to slide because it looked like he was going into the end zone did it not yes and mike asked this football question to you guys right now do you think that andy reed and the team discussed that during the i believe philadelphia called the timeout and so there is a minute or so before they you know go back out to the field or i do believe they discussed because i that's really tough in real time if nobody has said anything to you that you're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's less than two minutes to go. It's a tie game. You're making moves, and then you realize that about the seven-yard line, you're like, you're not really trying to tackle me, are are they? Yeah. And then he's like, I don't need to go out of bounds here, and I don't obviously need to go into the end zone. Let's slide at the two-yard line. I thought, wow, to Corey's point, what another really smart play, and that is – you would think a lot of coaching, whether it's coaching during the week, whether it's coaching during the year, that you knew in that yeah. moment, if I yeah. slide, we pretty much win the game. If I go into the end zone, we have a good chance to win. I think I, I'll say I think that is something Andy Reid coaches well because I go back, I can think legitimately of times when people have gotten upset fantasy football-wise from LaShawn McCoy doing it. I remember Westbrook doing it on the two-yard line against the Cowboys. Yeah. So I think that is something that this is, again, attention to detail, understanding. Mike, you talk about this with Belichick. He talks about, hey, you have to learn how to know how to not lose a game, and you know, and that'll help you win a game. And that's something they did right then was they didn't lose the game right there. And, you know, I Tom Brady, I think it's last week, maybe two weeks ago, he said – that the discussion about him versus Belichick is stupid because they couldn't have done it without each other. I think when all is said and done, I'm with you. I Patrick Mahomes will go down as one of the best of the best. Where he ends up sitting all time, I don't know. I guarantee you he'll give a ton of credit for that to Andy Reid. So you have him in your top 10? Yeah. Yeah, Andy I do too. Andy Reid. And unfortunately, yeah. I feel like it's going to push Tom Landry down in order to get there. That's it. Let's end the segment. Okay. I, I might even be squeezing him up into the top five here soon. Then I'm gonna. we're going to need to revisit that list and right. squeeze somebody else out to put Tom Landry <laughs> in. I don't have a good answer for you, but ooh, do you have Parcells ahead of Landry? I don't. I do. Okay. Neither do I. I was going to make sure that was not. And I, you know how much I love Bill Parcells, I, but no. And I do think this, as I think most people listening don't know who Tom Landry is or what he did. That I, makes me so sad. He's but, the reason my dog has the name Landry. He created the shotgun. He created somewhat zone defense. Yeah, the flex defense. Like, there's no such thing, pretty much, as zone defense. And he created zone defense. He created the shotgun. Like, he created a lot of things that, like, hey, I wonder when that happened. When was the first time somebody was like, let's not snap it under center. Let's have the quarterback already back there. Those people probably thought he was insane. You're like, what? What? Let's not just have those four rush and these four guys cover the four guys in routes. What if we kind of play a zone where guys just have areas and not just cover them in? That's Tom Landry. He created the middle linebacker. 
Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was like, let's put a middle linebacker I, in here. I want to go back there like, no, no, <laughs> we're going to move you here. And you're like, coach, that's not where I stand. Well, guess what? It is now. He's like, I'm getting more and athletes the players on were, this field. When you listen to Randy White, they're like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I'm not. What, what am I doing on this play? I'm not rushing the quarterback. I'm going into this area. And it was like, yes, and you have to be disciplined. You can't leave this area. This is your zone. Your air. Like, it was a long a lot of the players when you hear them talk about coming to a coach landry system in fact i was watching the perfect 10 with tony dorsett and roger staubach yeah, yeah it was yeah, a really yeah. fun discussion and tony dorsett talked about how he wasn't prepared for how complex tom landry's system was he struggled to play part of his first of his rookie year because he just like just give me the ball and it's like no we're not just giving you the ball. We, you're actually going to have a lot of different things happen in my system. I just love the idea of like, no, I have to go up there and get the football. And there's like, no, we're going to snap it to you back there. <laughs> but hold what? on. How is that? How is it going to get to me, though? Yeah, I'm, we'll snap it to you. Like I'm a punter? What, yeah. what am I doing here? Did it not seem like when Tony Dorsett was talking with us uh, last week that like he really enjoyed whenever like the other fans would cuss it at Tom Landry, though? Oh, yeah. There was a little moment where it was like he was like, man, he got us all week. It was so only during fair. game days, Just it was Swaggy booties, Tom Landry did not create the highway uh, in, in Arlington. It's but, named after But didn't he? I don't, yeah, I don't know if you're right about that one, Mike. Construction is still going on 40 years later on that highway. Because they want to continue to honor his greatness. We're the KNC Masterpiece on this right team, here yeah. on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk Mavs. Were you plugged in Saturday night? Are, are you pumped for the home debut of Kyrie and Luca tonight? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Right now, let's move away from the Super Bowl. And who knows if we'll ever go back. And let's talk. Are we? It's all over the run sheet. Well, I already changed one thing on the run sheet. This so. one, this segment who right here. No. Are you talking about next year? I think we're going to go back, dude. I think that's a possibility. Or are you talking about like today? You said in the morning show to Vegas, hey. you get the decision. Man, that is a tough decision right there. Next year's too? the Cowboys year. I, you know what? I absolutely, <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree with you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, you don't. I absolutely want to go to Vegas with Choppy. Like I, I think that would be a, that dude knows. Fine. Vegas. Are you bringing bail money? Uh, no. Um, but I'm keeping him out of jail. You all right. Have to bring a lot of dollar bills. I'm pretty good at keeping people <laughs> out of jail. So I'm in on that. Ones and twenties. That's all Choppy's bringing. Can a future edition of the C Block feature more about your story when you just said I'm pretty good at keeping? people out of jail i think i would love to hear more about that good stories mike you brought this up off air we had the discussion is this is really interesting to me is ticket prices for tonight have gone up about 200 percent, maybe a little bit more but maybe even more intriguing since the trade the average price for the rest of the mavericks home games is up 44 percent. so the interest level is indeed high for kyrie What's your interest level tonight now that we we didn't see it, but it's the first home game where you get to see the combination of Luka and Kyrie? Very interested. I have this question back to you. Okay. Because I think your question is after my question. Okay. Okay. Did you guys know that Kyrie was going to be this popular in Dallas? Nope. Not based on the I fan text and the I, social I media know, hits. You, you I didn't know, know it was this Mike, popular. You know that... I, I did see a number of people that were excited, and they were like, I don't care what anybody else says about this. I'm going to be excited because right. I want to enjoy this. Which is totally fair. Which is, yeah. Um, but th- I, 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 this city loves something that looks like it can win. 
So as That's soon as point. as soon as he looked good on the court the other night and looked like he was engaged, everybody was like, throw all that other crap out of the window. I don't care when he has his moment. Uh, right now is fun, and that's kind of probably how I'm going to approach it. Yeah. You know, this entire time I've told you I'm just going to enjoy. I have I have a clue if he's going to be here two years or four years longer. Let's just enjoy this while I can. I think he wants to run to and through the playoffs. I don't know if he'll commit the whole way, but yeah, I think that people are just excited about somebody that's doing something that's fun. Now to Kevin's question, <laughs> I am very Such excited about tonight. What was your question? Here is a solid question. It was just about tonight. Like, how invested are you tonight? How excited are you about tonight? Because it's the home debut of Kyrie. Irving. I bought the Bally Sports app. Real quick. Did you really? Yeah. That's how excited I am about Because we this. were right next to Bally's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they were sitting there the whole time, yeah. At another point, can we revisit the Malcolm Butler thing where Mike had to ask his question like three different times? Absolutely. And then you want to do that during the C-block And then today? when he answered the question, he goes, I'm sorry, I forgot where I was going. That was... That was a moment. (laughs) That was amazing. Back to you, Mike. You are excited. I am excited for this. I did like what I saw Saturday night. I thought it was a great game. Yes, the outcome wasn't in the Mavs' favor, but I just thought, wow, that was really fun to watch. And I hate saying this. I love Luka Doncic. Is this going to be about the tempo then? Yeah, is that I have not been a fan of watching Mavericks basketball this season. I get bored by it. And I know the greatness of Luka. I know that there's 40-point triple doubles, which is rare in the NBA. So I don't want to take anything away from that. But I also, at 45 years old, I'm not a big fan of walking the ball up the court and watching one guy do everything while three guys stand and one guy sets a pick for him. Like, that's not entertaining to me it might be the best way to score it might be the best way to win it kind of comes to the analytics of baseball it's like no swing for a home run every time over 162 games it'll work out but then you're like wait a second is this entertaining to the fans that you're taking so many pitches and you're striking out a lot and there's not guys on base it's like no it's not that the fans aren't entertained by that baseball but it might be the best way to win and i think in basketball with luca the best way to win might be walk the ball up the court every time nobody else touch the ball and set a pick for him. Yep. And and I just, I really enjoyed Saturday night uh, watching a different style of Mavs basketball. And we we did see that a little bit in Thursday. Was that Thursday, Kevin, or Wednesday that we saw the first game at the Th- bar? They played Wednesday. Thir- Thursday and Saturday, yep. right? It Friday, was Friday and Saturday. Friday. He's saying Wednesday, Wednesday just the Kyrie oh, Yeah, the, yeah, his yeah, Kyrie yeah. game. And we started to see, oh, man, he's moving the ball. Everybody looks a little more energetic and yeah. everything. And that looked like a lot back of back cuts. I was like, whoa, yeah. Reggie Bullock didn't stand for 23 seconds right there. He ran to the basket and somebody passed him the ball for a dunk. I was like, I can't believe that it can happen. Yeah, JaVale McGee looked <laughs> like he was excited to be on the court. So, like, that's whenever that that energy started happening. Yeah. And then so Luca's like, all right, I, I, let's let's get with this game. Let's see what we can do. And, Mike, we, 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 didn't, we grew up on another era, but we also watched the Steve Nash era. That was fun basketball for us. Like we had a blast watching that. Our whole, our whole, uh, the whole Dirk era right. was some sort of tempo that led to something like that. So we're not used to this very San Antonio Spurs. Hey, we're gonna just play some half court and just crush your soul kind of thing. And and then they add this to it. Now, can they find that balance where it's Luca does this, you know, Kyrie does this, and both of them do it? Like that's what I'm looking forward to is when they get into that mode. And it sounds like Kyrie's like, look, man, we're still learning each other. I'm excited for it all. Okay, I'm glad that you said that because that fits right in with this text. And I get where they're coming from, but I kind of disagree with this from the 214. You know, after any midseason trade, it takes a month or two for all the players to get on the same page. They have to learn to play together, chill people. 
but not you don't have to chill yet, right? Like, this is the nope. very beginning. You got to see Kyrie for the first time on Wednesday. You got to see Kyrie and Luca play for the first time on Saturday. Now you get to see them play for the first time together at home today. You can chill over the next month or two, but this is the time where it's fun to see what that glimpse could look like well, or what it could look okay. like in the playoffs. So who said that? What person said that? From the 214. All right, so from the 214, uh, you need to follow a lot of people on Twitter. I'm going to tell you something. People know a lot more about basketball than I do, but I do know a lot. But Tim McMahon just said, and I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, Kyrie is looking for a great basketball fit. Yes, he's looking for $50 million a year, okay? But he's looking for a great basketball fit. So he has to believe. There's only 20-something games left. Yeah. He has to believe in these 20 games because he's going to sit out a few because of injury risk and getting ready for the playoffs. And then whatever, how, if they play four playoff games, if they play 20, we're hoping 20 playoff games. Yeah. Right? In those approximately 25 to 35 games that they're on the court together, Kyrie has to believe that this is the best basketball fit for him. If not, Tim McMahon, who is way more insider than I'll ever be, is saying Kyrie will look to go to another team that he believes is a better basketball fit. So the thing of it has to feel good enough to Kyrie in these games that he wants to stay here. Yeah. If not, you lose him for possibly nothing. I mean, there, that's a small possibility, but you could get so little in return that you're like, oh, my God. Like, this is somewhat really hurt the franchise. And I know the most hurt could be later down the line, but they do have to show some sort of chemistry here. You can't show no chemistry and Kyrie come back because Tim McMahon is saying he won't come back. Yeah. He has to. He's excited about this opportunity. He wants to play with them. And I'll tell you one thing. Now I get back to the game on Saturday night. I asked this question on Twitter before the game started. I wonder what the rotation's going to look like with Luka. It stayed exactly the same. He played the whole first quarter. Now, Kyrie did pick up two fouls in the first quarter, so it might have made it a little bit easier to go with the same rotation with Luka. But then he played all 12 minutes of the third quarter, and he's dead-ass tired in the fourth quarter. His cheeks were red. Now, he's been sitting out, and he has the ankle injury, so he probably hasn't been doing a lot of cardio because of that. So he was really, really tired uh, late in the game and in overtime, he's he's a bigger guy, but usually you don't see his face that red, that pink at, yeah. at the end of the game. Because I, I asked you this morning, I said, I wanted either Luka or Kyrie to take over that final three minutes, and it looked like both of them were just kind of conceding to each other and kind of trying to they're, figure out right, trying. who's going to be the guy. Right, and so for Kyrie, he's played with LeBron. He's played with James Harden. He's played with Kevin Durant. He kind of he has an idea on how to do it. He's just trying to figure out how does Luka want to do it. Does he want to do it like LeBron? Does he want to do it like Durant? Does he want to do it like Harden? I'm trying to figure out how you want to do it. And they've played approximately 24 minutes together of their life. Let's so go. it is going to take a little bit of time, but there they have to show that it can work if not Kyrie's going to leave and so I thought late in the game I would like to see this more in the game but especially late in the game Luca don't dribble the ball up the court Luca go get a mismatch and post up I know he doesn't I don't know if he really wants to do that because he loves dancing with the basketball and he's tremendous at it like I don't want to take anything away he is an unbelievably greatest offensive player right now in the NBA but I was just watching that game going, dude, if they're going to stick the, and I forget the dude who got really hot on us, who I barely De'Aaron knew. Fox. Not De'Aaron Fox. He's an all-star. It was the other dude off the bench who's like in his second or third year in the Davis. NBA. Davis. Terrence Davis. Yes, thank you. Is 
Go post him up. He can't guard you. He, But if you go from the outside, he has a little bit of a chance. They can run doubles at you and stuff. And I'm just wondering, now with Kyrie, and he is a good entry passer. Like, Reggie Bullock can't entry pass. Tim Hardaway Jr. can't entry pass. Like, no other human being on the basketball team can throw an entry pass to a guy posting up where the guy's trying to deny the ball. But he can. And so I'm wondering, does that take a little bit more pressure off of Luka? Use him a little bit, like, in a weird way. Use him like Charles Barkley at times. Where you're like, okay, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're actually going to get the ball about 10 feet away from the basket, possibly 15. You can shoot right there. You're a great shooter from right there. You can bully him to the basket. And I think that could be maybe the Mavs' best way of playing basketball in the half court is have Kyrie more of the guy up top creating things, whether for himself or for others. And you can have set plays where Lucas starts weak side and then he gets a pick. John Stockton would usually set that pick. Now, I know it doesn't need to be Kyrie, but somebody comes from the strong side to the weak side, set a pick, and then run Luka to the strong side where he's getting the ball baseline or wing option. And I think we can create a lot of havoc that way. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk a little betting. We can get those final betting with basic updates. Plus, last night, did you wager anything? And what's the most you would ever put on a coin toss? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.